Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Film Club Podcast, where every month we deep dive into a different aspect of cinema, directors, genres, actors, or franchises. It doesn't matter. It's always fun at the Film Club. I'm Dean. I'm Boo. And this week, we are not talking about a director, actor, genre, or franchise. We're not. We're talking about a year, because this is our... Year in review. That's right. This is the episode we do at the end of every year, where we look back on... Every episode we did, every guest we met, and every event we went to, and kind of round it all up. And it's, for me, my most anticipated episode to record, because it's just so much fun to recap the entire year. I don't know about you, you're probably still, David Lynch Month was the best. I, uh, David Lynch Month was good. I, I do have some thoughts on our favorite, um, oh, Boo just dropped something. I did, sorry. I do have some thoughts on our favorite themes we did this month, or this year. That's going to be weird. Uh, it's a whole year past and gone. It's hard to believe that it's over. Yeah. I mean, this is our second or third full year. This is our third. Because, I mean... Well, it's our third year, but our first, like, year, technically, because we started in, like, October. Of 2020. And, yeah, so... It's whatever. We we were here a while. Yeah, we've been around. But, yeah, so we have... um. This, we have some big things that happened this year. Yeah, lots. Uh, lots. Uh, number one thing, this is our first year where we had multiple guests on. Yeah. Um, do we have a number on how many guests we had this year? Uh, we do. Uh, we had... Or uh, scratch that, guest episodes. Oh, guest episodes. It was about 22. We had about 22 guest episodes, and we've done a episode every week for the entire year. Yeah. Minus a few because of holidays and us being lazy. But basically, I think we still even averaged out to like 60 episodes this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, the holidays really kind of, you know, slid in. But for the most part, yeah, we've been in studio predominantly all year. Yeah, uh, we got to record the majority of our episodes at Undercity Comics up in Whittier, California. Uh, come shout, visit. Out to, shout out to Undercity. Yep. Uh, come visit. They're really good people here. Um, but yeah, so I guess, where do you want to, want to start? You want to give the shout outs to all of our guests this year, or do you want to start with our favorite films, the questions, answers, favorite month? Cause I, there's a lot we got to go yeah, through. This was a long fucking year. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot that we have uh, on the docket today. Um, I think maybe we should go with our favorite episodes of the year. Our favorite episodes of 2023. So... I don't know about you because I did the same thing last that I did last year where I only counted movies that were new to me because of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel my top two would still be number ones even if I seen them before because they were they were really, really good. Um, but yeah, I have my top five. Do you, do you have your top five ready? I have my top five ready. Um, four out of the five are movies I've never seen before. This is good to know. And oh. only one of them, I have reasons. And because, yes, reasons. Reasons? Reasons. I, I, I couldn't. I oh. couldn't not pick this movie. I understand. Um, I do have some honorable mentions before we get into it. I'd like to shout out, um, I oddly enough, these were all guest episodes. Uh, Dumbo, The Lobster, Under the Silver Lake, Onward, and Buck and the Preacher. Those were like five of my favorite episodes we recorded this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but those were all guest episodes, and I didn't want to rank them because I thought that'd be kind of weird. But those were all of them. Huge fans. Really liked all those episodes. Okay. But let's get into the top five episodes or movies we recorded in the year of 2023. 
Uh, so what's your number five? My number five is The Elephant Man. Ooh, good pick, good pick. My favorite Lynch. Your favorite Lynch, yeah. Uh, our guest Randy was here for that, uh, brought the Bible out and everything. But yeah, I think that movie was the movie that made me feel the most this year. Oh, really? Just hit me in the feels. I mean, it it's one of those things where Lynch Month was a little all over the place in terms of movies you liked and movies you engaged with. Mm-hmm. And also just some of our guests that month because we had Yasmin who hated the yes. movie she brought she was brought in on. Like uh, she didn't bring that. You know, you corral her into it. We made her listen to Blue Velvet. Uh, we had Thomas who absolutely adored the movie. He came in on the yes. Mulholland Drive. Uh, we did Wild at Heart, which we both ended up being kind of lukewarm on. Which was surprising. Yeah, but then Elephant Man, that was probably the one where Randy came in with the most, like, even kill, just kind of just rolled mm-hmm. onto that movie. And we both ended up really, really just, like, like, you guys really felt why I love that fucking movie. That movie's great. And, you know, again... If if John had read, you know, the Lord's Prayer, we all would have lost it. <laughs> if he, if when he died and it just, instead of them flying through space, it was just into, the voiceover of him, you know, reciting it. Oh, we would have lost walk it. Through, no, it starts with uh, what is it? Uh, the notorious B.I.G. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow, and it, and it goes into the whole rap verse. It'd be great. But yeah, Elephant Man, your number five. That was my number five. Strong pick. What about you? My number five uh, was actually one of the first movies we did this year. It was in Bogart Month. It is The Big Sleep. Oh, I'm surprised. <laughs> I am a sucker for noir movies. I know. I have always been. I thought Bogart and Bacall were great in that movie. I really understand why they had that on-screen chemistry that mm-hmm. really just like everyone got obsessed about. Um, it's also one of those movies that I liked so much. I bought the book. Yes, you did. I, I read The Big Sleep this year, and the the book doesn't make a whole lot much more sense than the movie. But I think that's why I love the movie so much. It was this perfect vibe that really encapsulated all the stuff I loved about noir filmmaking. You know, Deep Shadows. We also get the you know the the fem the beautiful femme the fatales. Femme you get like the hard nosed detective, and it's it's Bogart kind of at the top of his game. I think Maltese Falcon is probably the better noir film, mm-hmm. but fuck, The Big Sleep was just so much fun. And their chemistry is just, you know, on point. Oh, yeah. It, that movie is dripping with sexual tension. Yeah. Really, really great film. But yeah, Big Sleep, Big Ups. That was That's my number five I'm of glad the year. you liked that. Uh, I'm I'm glad I liked it too. I was a little, I was a little cautious because we that was I think the first episode we did a switch up because I think it was originally Maltese Falcon and you're like we got to end it on Bacall and Bogey right? Yeah, I mean I love Maltese Falcon, but there's just their chemistry is so undeniable. It's like we had to just sit there and watch these two not only love each other off screen, but you know just uh, knock it out of the park with this movie. Oh yeah, I'm. And for everyone, we are going to get into some of the lost episodes of this year because there are some. There's a lot of them. Oh yeah. But that was my number five. What's your number four? My number four is a movie that I think we're both going to have on our list. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a, you know, something that I wasn't expecting, and I love it so much. Ed Wood. Oh, okay. That is on my list. It's it's a little higher than number four. I, I figured. But yeah. Um, what can you say of Ed Wood? 
is it, is it, it broke, the, it broke my heart <laughs> is, is it is it tim burton's best movie is is it johnny Depp's best performance is it the best portrayal of bella lugosi on screen oh god it, it's a movie that's kind of got a little bit of everything and it's in love with filmmaking it is and it's just it destroyed me but it mostly destroyed me that it took me so long to finally watch it is is every movie on your list gonna be like this movie made me cry that is why it's on this list not every movie, but... Like four out of the five? A few. A handful. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's a great movie. We'll talk about it more once we get to where it landed on your list, so we can just kind of... Gush a yes, little bit? Yes, because I feel like there's no way that we can't not gush about Ed Wood. Also, Ed Wood holds the distinction of being our most difficult recorded episode of the entire year. <laughs> Do you want to talk about that more when I, we get right now, or when we, we can get talk to your... about it right now? Because <laughs> I guess, um, so for I guess people kind of have probably picked up on it. We record some episodes out of order. Sometimes we mm-hmm. record episodes really early, or mm-hmm. sometimes we record them like right before release date. You know, yeah. maybe not that close, but close to release date. Yeah. Uh, and Ed Wood was one of those movies where. We got into the studio, we sat down, we did an, about an hour of, yeah. of an episode, then we were then we eventually were like, this is not a good episode. We scrapped the whole thing. We came back, re-recorded the entire thing again on a different day when yeah. Dean had a full night's sleep and a black coffee, and it ended up being one of like our favorite episodes of oh, the yeah. year. But yeah, so Ed, what's your number four? I am honestly surprised it's not higher. Believe me, it was a struggle. This this list has moved around a lot, but it's going to be a good time. Right. And, and there's reasons. There's reasons. There's reasons. Interesting. Interesting. What about you? What's your number four? My number four is a movie that stars your male ideal. Uh, the man is it you, Cary Grant? It's Cary Grant. You believe he's the sexiest man in Hollywood. Let's see, because we did two Cary Grant movies this year. but We did The Awful Truth, and we did... My f- fourth favorite movie of the year. Arsenic and Old Lace. Arsenic and Old Lace. I had a feeling. It is uh, funny. It is a nice screwball comedy that has kind of a dark sense of humor. It's a movie that I am surprised every time I've seen it that, oh, this was made in the 30s. How the fuck did this get made during the Hayes Code? And you so want to steal the criterion of this movie that you bought for me. Oh, 100%. 100,000%. Also, this has a great supporting cast. I, I love every actor in the movie. Also, Peter Laurie's showing up just playing the best, like, slime ball. Oh, I love it. Um, but, yeah, it is a movie that I'm surprised at how much I liked it. This is one of those movies where... Honestly, I could definitely come back and rewatch this. I, I rewatched it in October. You did? Yeah, uh, I think has uh, we recorded that the month before in, in September, September yeah. and then yeah, but when Halloween time came around, I rewatched it again. It was one of the few movies I rewatched this year. But Interesting. I really did like Arsenic and Old Lace. It is fun. It is uh, fast, and it is it is that perfect blend of absolute insanity and Halloween elements that really really fits in with the the season. So I I really dug. Arsenic and old lace. Well, I mean, you know what they they say about the Brewsters, right? They're all crazies. No, insanity doesn't run in the family. It gallops. Oh, cool. I, again, I only seen it like twice. All right, I'm still working on on committing wow, it to memory. Wow, fake fan. Hashtag fake fan. But speaking of fake fans, what is your number three? My number three 
was one of the movies that you mentioned in your honorable mentions. Oh, really? Um, but this movie, I just, I loved. It got to me. It's all about, you know, some of my favorite things because I love living in Los Angeles. Oh, my God. You're it, bo- it's under the Silver it's Lake. It's under the Silver Lake. Oh, my Lord. That is. One I of told the- you this list has changed and it's just, oh, I, that movie had to be on here. Okay, because I put in my honorable mentions, one, because I really liked the episode. I thought the episode was really good. But also because going in on that movie, I had no idea how I felt about it. I re- this That's one of those movies I've rewatched three or four times yeah, now. Yeah, I rewatched it too. Oh, you actually gave it the rewatch? Yes, I told you. I was so invested in this movie. And I mean, it was the perfect experience watching it late at night the first time, getting the shit scared out of me, mm. and then just being kind of tired and just being like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of living out the vibes of this movie where it's just, what the fuck is going on? It is, I, the best way I can describe it, it's kind of like the Big Lebowski meets Mulholland Drive, mm-hmm. and it's all... And La La Land. And, yeah, and it's filtered through this La La Land love letter to Hollywood. Even though you feel like it kind of hates Hollywood, it is a fascinating movie. It, it hates Silver Lake. <laughs> God, yes. It hates, it It abhors Silver Lake. But yeah, really, Under the Silver Lake makes your number three. It does. I mean, it just, there was just something special about that movie. And it was such a fun experience recording it with Alex. Thank you, Alex, for bringing that to us. Yeah, it was a blast. I mean, I, I would say it was a blast. That... Because I, I remember when I watched it the first time, I'm like, is this movie a fucking shit post or is this a masterpiece? And I watched it twice before the episode. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, it's better the second time. It definitely moves better the second time. I guess it's a a pretty good movie. And I mean, I just watched it the once before we recorded and I was like, I got it. I understand. Well, uh, no, And no, no, you no. were just you like. You watched it the one time and you're just like, they made reference to Monroe and classic Hollywood. I'm in. This is a masterpiece. I just understood. You were the one that was like, oh, boo, you're going to have to watch it two times. You're not going to get it. I'm like, what does he think? I'm stupid or something? No, because the movie's weird as fuck. Don't try and act like the movie's not weird as fuck. You put me through a month of David Lynch where I had to really cut through the tape and figure out what things meant. And you You loved Elephant Man. I did. I mean, that was the most, you know, non-Lynchian movie of that month. That is a weird director when the Elephant Man is his most normal, like, easily accessible film. But Under the Silver Lake, that is a pretty solid pick at your number three. I'm, I'm a little surprised Under the Silver Lake is even on your top five. I think you mean impressed. I am a little, okay, I am impressed. and jealous a little bit because it was in your honorable mention she is a girl of class ladies and gentlemen a girl of class i know alex is thinking becky's got my back dean fuck you (laughs) he says that a lot (laughs) okay so what's your number three uh my number three is a movie that i'm surprised is i haven't heard yet on your list okay uh my number three is the artist oh okay yeah i i tried to pick movies that were new Mm-hmm. And I mean, I absolutely love the artist. If I wanted to be really biased, the artist would have been my top five, mm-hmm. just one after the other, because I love that movie so much. But I'm happy to hear that you like the movie. I really, really did. The artist was one of those experiences that I was 
so like surprised at how much I liked it because I like silent movies. Mm-hmm. I think after we, I think I was watching like a bunch of Buster Keaton movies around the same time, some Chaplin movies. I think I had watched like Metropolis and Doctor Mabuse or whatever. So I was like into the whole silent movie thing, right? Yeah. And when we came upon the artist, I'm like, okay. I'm going to see like a cheap knockoff of some of the like silent tropes and it won an Oscar because, oh, look how pretty it is. Ooh, look, it's all artsy and shit. And it's just like a good movie. Like I watched it and I'm like, no, I'm like compelled. The acting in this is really good. It's You're so, so mad that you liked it. <laughs> I was pissed. I was pissed that I I fell into this whole like. Oh, the beauty of old Hollywood and why, like, oh, the magic of cinema and the encroachment of sound when before we had, like, pure artistic expression in the cinematic arts and also the ending fucking slaps. I <laughs> love the ending of this movie. This is one of those movies where, like, I, no joke, could watch the entire thing again in just just for the last, like, fucking fi- like 15 minutes. Oh, fuck. Put that in my veins. Oh, I, I love I told that you, shit. I went to go see this in the theater like five times. This is the only movie that I've gone back and bought movie tickets over and over just to see it on a big screen. See, I've done that before, but it wasn't for like a movie that I that won any Oscars. It was for um oh god. It was for Shutter Island. I went to see Shutter <laughs> Island in the theater. That doesn't surprise me. I again, well, here's the thing, because I saw Shutter Island like at the AMC when it came out. Yeah. I'm like, this is fucking a great I love this movie. I think it's because I was like at the right age where I can get into a movie like that and yeah. no one would care or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like 14 and I looked 18. It was fine. Um, so I saw it at the AMC like twice and then I went to the dollar theater down the road and I went like every fucking weekend just like pump this shit into my veins. I want to <laughs> see like how the twist comes in. But the artist, this movie just fucking slaps from pillar to post. And I know that Yasmin is listening to this episode and thinking, Dean, why do you swear so much in the, your episode? Watch <laughs> the artist. This movie. She's probably seen it. Yeah. Watch it again. Cause this movie fucks. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So I really dug the artist. I know it's kind of a pretentious, like, Oh, fucking Hollywood, blah, blah, blah. Sucking itself off. No, the movie's good. The movie's really, really good. I cannot wait for us to, Jump into next year so we can talk, I guess, like, bear in the lead a little bit. We're going to talk about movies that inspired this movie. It's great. Um, But what is your number three after I've finished gushing about the artist? Well, actually, we're jumping on to my number two movie. Oh, your number two movie. Because we just talked about, you know, our number threes. The the artist got me tripping. All right. I'm sorry. I I know. You're so excited. You can't wait to go home and watch it again. Uh, no, the the next two movies are going to be movies I'm going to definitely go home and watch again. But what's your number two? My number two movie... um... I think you mentioned it on your honorable mentions again. That's what's kind of like, okay, you know, some of the stuff that you wanted to talk about, I chose. Uh, But this movie kind of caught me off guard. I wasn't too sure about it when it was brought to us. This Mm -hmm. is a guest episode. Okay. Um, It was Onward. Onward. Okay. It was such a fun episode, but the movie was just... the, The feels and the emotions in the movie, I wasn't expecting. Yeah, because Onward came on. This was a guest episode from Ariel. From Ariel. and Best friend of the podcast. Everyone has their own little titles. They do. Um, But yeah, Ariel brought this on and it had a fascinating little history because it was like one of the last movies to show up before the world shut down from COVID. It was also one of those movies when I watched it, I'm like, 
yo, somebody's been somebody's been hanging around the house a little little too often. All yeah. right, you know, watching over game night. This this movie hit a little too close to home. All right, just a little bit. A little bit, but yeah, I really I really dug onward too. It was a really fun episode. I think it's the only episode Ariel did on the podcast where she maintained focus on the movie for more than like twenty minutes. Wow, throwing stones already. Oh, I have I have a little awards <laughs> to give out to all of our guests, and Ariel has a very fun one. But yeah, onward. I really dug onward. I'm surprised. It's your number two. Was yeah. it just one of those like feel good kind of vibe movies? This feel good. You know, I wasn't expecting the story to take the path that that it did. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, that feel good of, you know, these two brothers and it's, you know, hey, I've always been there for you. I've always been your support system. And it's kind of like, huh, it's like it, it kind of parallels a support system that I have in my life with my grandfather. So I was just kind of like. That's interesting. That made my little Grinch heart grow two sizes way before Christmas. Boo loves her little Grinch heart growing two sizes. It caught me off guard, but yeah, I really love this movie. Thank you, A, for bringing this to the podcast. But what was your number two pick? My number two. Okay, so my number two, my number one. Um, I had the worst time figuring this out because I knew they were going to be my number one and two. I could not figure out where they would land. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can consider them almost interchangeable, but this is what I eventually ended up with. My okay. number two is Singing in the Rain. Wow. In the episode we recorded, because mm-hmm. I went back and I, I listened to it, when we talked about it, I was like, oh, so we're going to talk about Dean's new favorite movie. Yeah. I literally said that. And yeah, Singing in the Rain is just so much fun. And it's one of those kind of movies where... it. I just, you just feel good watching it. And I mean, we love 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 letters to Hollywood. Well, you adore them. I do, and it's like some some not all of them hit you know five star ratings for me, but I enjoy a few. You do, and I mean, this is like a massive love letter to old Hollywood. Well, it's old Hollywood reflecting on even older Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It's almost the thing where Singing in the Rain and the Artist are almost like kind of companion pieces yeah. a little bit. And singing in the rain, listening to it, every song is great. Mm-hmm. Gene Kelly is amazing. Um, Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds is, is awesome. Yeah, icon. Um, O'Brien. His name, I know his name is Donald. I'm Donald sorry. O'Connor. There you go. Is Donald O'Connor is funny as hell. It's one of those things where watching that movie from beginning to end, it's like oh, you, you just got a smile on your face and you're just like feeling good. It's just a movie that makes you feel happy. And it's beautifully shot, too. Oh, okay. The ballet sequence at the... Actually, the there's two or three, like, dream sequence ballets in there. All of them are gorgeous. My sister uh, absolutely hates the ending one, uh, where it's um, uh, Gene Kelly and uh, Sid Cherie doing the, mm-hmm. you know, the, oh, the cool, like, uh, sexy ballet dance or whatever. My sister hates that. And I thought, I'm like, this is better than American in Paris. This is great. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm biased because I saw Singing in the Rain a lot sooner than An American in Paris, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I feel like this is the stronger of the two. Yeah, and it's also a thing where this movie technically, technically I've seen it before, but I saw it before I was five years old. So it's almost this thing where watching it, I got to watch it like new. Yeah. Like I have no memory of the movie like at all, but as the movie started going, it's almost like you're sliding into like... Like an like a warm blanket, like oh, well, I've been out in the cold for a long time. It's kind of like I'm coming home. It was weird. It was weird. It was. And then you started tap dancing. A little bit, you know. I did, did some tap dancing. Started singing. 
but it's kind of like you when you watch um, certain movies, right, that you haven't seen in forever, and you've basically forgotten everything about it, but it sits somewhere so, like, primordial in that weird lizard part mm-hmm. of your brain where once it starts going, your brain kind of starts filling in those all, gaps all those gaps and all those old emotions and it's and it's like going home again and mm-hmm. that's what singing in the rain was like and that's why i'm like oh it was almost my number one because it, it made me feel like i was going to my grandma's house again it was wild now i'm really interested to hear what your number one is again they were interchangeables all right um but what <laughs> is your number one my number one i had to break my rules i really wanted to do all new movies i just couldn't do it because this movie means so much to me and it was such a fun experience to record this movie and research it it was sunset boulevard oh really oh yeah okay okay was that on your honorable mention list somewhere uh, it was somewhere um i think uh, sunset boulevard was like my number 11 sunset boulevard is the episode i think was probably our best discussion of the year just because we had somebody who has a master's in like literature <laughs> come on. And, and she had never seen the movie before and she was able to pull it apart and well, pick piece no, she, by piece. Because she showed up and she was like, I guess this is my new favorite movie. And she deep dived <laughs> in on that movie for a while. She did. Yeah. But Sunset Boulevard is a, that, again, that's like, what is it? Five star bonafide classic oh, all yeah. time. One of the best Hollywood or one of the best movies ever. That movie hitting three pointers from the back court for the rest of eternity. Uh, another love letter about Hollywood and the movie making system. It's it's not even a love letter to Hollywood. It's a this pessimistic, angry look at like the Hollywood system. And it's one of those things where you're like, Yeah, fuck Hollywood. Yeah. But fuck this is a good movie. Damn, but, this is a good movie. But this was uh a guest episode with Yasmin. Co- Yasmin, cousin of the podcast. This was her first episode on the podcast. It was. And it was, again, it is one of those wild episodes where when we're watching it or when we're, uh, we were recording it, every time we would like, we would jump onto a new thought or a new tangent about the movie, yeah. like every like five, 10 minutes. And each one was deeper and more interesting than the last thing we talked about. Our only critique was Yasmin likes to talk on the Whisper Channel, which hey, is very intense. She picked about her it thoughts. back up for um, Blue Velvet. She did. No, Blue Velvet, she came out angry. She came out <laughs> hot and angry about David Lynch. But yeah, like Sunset Boulevard, great movie, great episode. That That is my favorite episode of the year. That is, you know, I'm sorry, I will be biased because that is a movie that is near and dear to my heart, a guest that is also near and dear to my heart, but it's just, it just felt so perfect that episode really felt perfect mm. that whole experience felt perfect yes not not to besmirching any other of our guests no absolutely. All, every guest probably gave us like a solid like oh, 10 no. out of 10 i episode. mean this was really hard and that's why i wanted to do all guest episodes for um our recordings mm. for my top five recordings of the year oh are those all guest episodes only uh one of them isn't edward oh i'm surprised I, I mean, didn't, I, I didn't even realize that. I, I, I want. I wanted to do all of them be, you know, being guest episodes because it was so much fun to have guests on and just, you know, talk and hear it from a different uh, perspective. perspective. Because it's just the two of us, and you know, we know each other well enough to know what we're gonna think and how we're gonna come out of a movie. But to have a third or a fourth party come in with us, and we have no idea what where the day is gonna take us, how they feel about this movie, how we're gonna feel about this movie. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like the why we ended up doing more guest episodes this year. Most guest episodes we've ever done, we're probably going to try and top it next year. I hope so. Um, But yeah, like Sunset Boulevard is really like that's the standard that all of our guest episodes should try and reach. Um, The Lobster was our standard. We made every guest listen to The Lobster uh, or yeah. a, um, I think almost half of them listen to him be like, yeah, we're kind of going for this vibe when you come on. Just have a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. You know, enjoy the movie, things like that. But yeah, those great episodes, Sunset Boulevard. Yes. And your number one, now that I think about it, I know what your number one is. It's it's Ed Wood. Yeah. It's Ed Wood. <laughs> it is. It's a movie that makes me angry. That's my number one film of the year. Um, but you loved it so much. Ed Wood is your new favorite director. Oh, God, because... Ed Wood, like we said earlier when it was your number four, was a hard episode to record, and I really, we could have phoned it in, like, honestly, like, I we had enough that I could cut together a decent episode. But we wanted to do Ed Wood justice. Well, the thing is, is I went and I watched the Ed Wood catalog. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, Glenn or Glenda, Plan 9 from Outer Space, uh, Bride of the Monster. I did, like a deep dive research on the on the man the mm-hmm. movie is based on watch the movie a second time and even then i'm like no this movie is just kind of perfect yeah it's a thing where, it's also johnny depp at this really heightened kind of oh shucks you know gee willikers guys where it's it's a fictionalized version of ed wood but it's like god you really want that to be the real guy you want this kind of go lucky thing and you have Martin Landau playing Bela Lugosi mm-hmm. as this kind of like washed up, kind of a sad sack, but he loves filmmaking. He That's like the only thing keeping him going. You're like, I want this to be real. And you have Ed Wood who loves Bella, and he's like, you know, I will do whatever I can to make him happy and to keep him on the screen because, you know, if the audience has forgotten him, this audience right here hasn't. And it's, it's that beautiful thing. It's this love letter, not to like movies it's a filmmaking it yeah it's a love letter to filmmaking the filmmaking that's not like glamorous and not like fun it's the filmmaking of the worst director to have ever made movies but the passion it requires to make movies and no matter how many times he gets knocked down by audiences um money backers audience backers his friends um his wife (laughs) everyone around him telling him it's ed you're making shit and he's like yeah but it's my shit yeah and i love my shit and that's like that's kind of the beauty of the movie. Yeah, it is legit. This might legitimately be Tim Burton's best made movie. You know, it might like I'm. You know, like he made a lot of good movies or whatever. But this is like his most like humanistic, like you know, almost like mature kind of film. It might be Johnny Depp's most like like his best performance. It's a really like beautiful movie and i really really dug it like i was a huge huge fan of ed wood i went out and i bought the fucking blu-ray of this movie <laughs> this is the only one on the list that i went out and bought the fucking movie after we finished it oh yeah like immediately i mean after we left the studio we went to go looking for this blu-ray we couldn't find it and i think you had to buy it online or? no i went to fucking amoeba oh that's right i, I had to drive to fucking hollywood mm. but yeah i Worth. i hundred percent worth. I have that sitting on my shelf now. But yeah, Ed Wood, hundred percent favorite movie of the year. I would recommend. Granted, Ed Wood, Singing in the Rain, my number one and a half movies of the year. <laughs> Go see those movies right away. 
Uh, but yeah, those were our top fives. Of uh, 20... Technically, top 10. Top 10. Combined top 10. Yeah. Of our 2023. Uh, but we also had a lot of guests. So I wrote out some like little shout outs. So everyone gets a little shout out because not everyone was mentioned. And-, and Dean likes to give awards. I like to give awards. What do you want from me? Uh, so we're going to start with our most listened to guest, the MLG, the MVP, Mr. Alex. Oh, yeah. Drum roll. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mr. <laughs> Alex, because uh, he has the most minutes listened to as a guest because um, he did the lobster zombie island mummy and mummy returns and under the silver lake. He has the most episodes of the year and he and <laughs> I think the mummy is the most listened to episode we did this year. Yeah. It quite easily. Quite it quite easily, but the lobster also did really well. It is funny because the lobster, I think, was the most listened to episode until we did the mummy yeah. franchise. Yeah. It it did a shift, which was impressive, but I was really impressed with the lobster. And I mean, yeah, it was a true thing where we were kind of approaching our guests with like, listen to this, this is the vibe, this is the style that we're going for. And then they'd be like, oh, no, that was a great episode. So listen to The Lobster if you haven't listened to The Lobster yet. It's a fun one. But we also have our next award for the most minutes on mic. Because though Alex had the most episodes, he didn't talk the longest. That goes to the Iron Woman, Yasmin. <laughs> you you made me name her the Iron Woman. I did. But yeah, she has our longest episode of the year with Blue Velvet coming in at 113 minutes. That is the longest episode we have ever recorded uh and she also did sunset boulevard uh, nightmare before christmas and And beetlejuice beetlejuice and each one of those actually round her out to being like in the four five hour range (laughs) of on mic minutes recorded uh so yeah she got to talk a lot this year and we can't wait to have her back. We cannot wait to have her back. Techni- and Alex, too. Technically, she was supposed to have two more uh, episodes this year. Yeah. And then she, um, you know, was like, ah, I already put my numbers in. I already showed what I can no, do. No, we, we had some scheduling issues, but she will be back next year. And yes. more guests will be back next year as well. So many more guests. But the next guest is our uh, Deep Cut Samurai the guest that brought us the deepest cuts, the weirdest films, the hardest to find, that'd be Brandon. He brought us The Stranger, Buck and the Preacher, and Pale Rider, movies we had never heard of before, seen before. And, and we enjoyed them. Each and every one of them was like a four or five star movie. Yeah. Each and every one of them. Uh, yes. He was able to find us some movies for our theme months that we didn't even think about. Didn't even know about. And each one was uh, better than the last. Yes. So, Brandon, you get our Deep Cut Samurai Award. Uh, and you know, he, he likes, loves that he, he loves that title. He fucking loves samurai movies. He does. Kurosawa is his G. Uh, but now we have the widest range award. Though Brandon was our deepest cut, there was one person who talked about the weirdest assortment of movies. And that goes to Randy. Brother of the podcast. The brother of the podcast. That's right, because, you know, some of our, you know, uh, Brandon, he talked about a lot of Westerns. You know, uh, Yasmin liked her older films. Alex likes, you know, weird movies, franchise movies, things like that. Randy talked about an animated movie in Pagemaster. He did. A foreign Russian film in Stalker. And a black and white American drama in Elephant Man. Each one of those more different than the last to prove that he has some refined tastes. And he's a pretentious asshole, but that's besides the point. <laughs> 
I do not agree on that, but that is your brother, so <laughs> yeah, you yeah. guys could fight each other later. But yeah, so he had the widest range. We could bring him in on almost any month we had an opening, and he could find a movie to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah. Uh, which came in really handy. It came I, in clutch. <laughs> very. Uh, but for somebody who we could have brought in on anything to talk about anything except the movie, we have the most <laughs> tangents in any episodes we recorded. <laughs> Drum roll. Yes, that would be Ariel because Crybaby, which is our fourth longest episode of the year at 96 minutes. We talked about the film Crybaby for 26 minutes. The other hour is of uh, Ariel telling us about and I wrote this down, Titanic, her date on Titanic, uh, <laughs> Onward, her favorite Little Mermaid song. The list goes on. Hey, you know. Talks about how she used to love working at Fuji, how she liked sushi. Hey, she hated working at Fuji, as did I. <laughs> well, she liked you. Oh, uh, yeah. We like each other. But yes, Ariel <laughs> was able to talk about anything and everything Except the movie this year. And I feel like you two should both share that award because, you know, you are the king of tangents. Eh, you know, it's fun. That's why I'm like, you really want to be throwing rocks when, you know, you go off on a tangent and it's like, well, Dean, where were we? Well, yeah. Especially when we're driving. Like, Dean, really, where are we? Well, yeah, but, you know, at least Ariel's are funny. Yes. Um, she has very funny tangents. Best friend of the podcast. Hope to have her on more episodes next year. Yes. But for next year, we have somebody who is waiting in the wings because he gives us nothing but epic episodes and this is going to go to thomas for having the most epic takes on any films he brings in because he has um he has two films in our top five longest episodes yeah he's only done two films that is maholland drive and a serious man each of them and over a hundred minutes long yeah he has the deepest takes the longest tangents and I feel he wants to be a lecturer of film because each I'm, I'm not lying. Mulholland drive is probably one of the most like detailed, like introspective episodes we've ever done. Cause he goes hard as a motherfucker on that. Episode. I mean, we, we regaled the movie. Oh yeah. He went, he told us about almost every theory he could come up with every um, thematic idea. David Lynch probably could have brought on there. Mulholland drive is a very like, dense and deep episode yeah what is it the episode came out to 109 minutes i'm pretty sure the raw recording was like two and a quarter hours like it was like it was like yeah. over 130 minutes we were in here for a while we were in here for a while so you you guys got a very like like tight and like focused episode thomas still had much more to say <laughs> but i cannot wait to get him on for next year because we have a whole month that's almost like tailor-made to get him to to just go off king we're, we're never gonna leave the studio we will never leave the studio but somebody who didn't didn't come to the studio enough but when he did he he dropped the mic with the sweetest film of he the did. year no drum roll well ready yeah that is going to be Reggie with Dumbo. Yes. Which um, wasn't my honorable mentions. It is definitely like the sweetest and nicest film we watched all year. He really did, came in with like a deep love for the film. I want him to come back on uh, hopefully more than once this year. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he was on a few of Lost episodes, unfortunately. Yeah. But yes, 
uh, Reggie did come on with uh, the sweetest film of the year. And I think you'd never seen Dumbo before, right? I had never seen Dumbo before. I'd heard a lot about it. And Reggie actually helped contextualize a lot of the reasons why Dumbo works. Yeah. Uh, It came out. It was a really good episode. And it's one of those movies that I think more people should watch. And maybe listen to the episode to give some context on some of the weirder elements of Mm -hmm. it. But there is like, it's interesting because Reggie really does have a deep love of the film for like all the good reasons you should love animated films. You should love Disney films, why that movie works. And it was like just such a sweet movie. It's such a sweet episode. It was. Uh, But the last award for the person with the least mic time, (laughs) the I'm not even supposed to be here award goes to our good friend Dylan who on accident showed up to our stranger <laughs> recording only vaguely knowing about the movie. He got dragged along with um, Brandon Brandon because I think they were going to hang out afterwards. And Dylan got to be on mic for a total of seven minutes. And it was hilarious. And it was hilarious. He got to plug his, he got to plug all of his stuff at the end of it without introducing himself once in the episode. <laughs> but yes, Dylan got to. It was uh, just a disembodied voice. <laughs> it was a disembodied voice. He was the stranger of our stranger episode. <laughs> yes. But oh. we hope to have him on for a real episode next year because Dylan is great. Dylan is great. He is a, a independent filmmaker who makes a lot of movies. And he's also somebody who has very similar tastes to me, but has wildly, wildly different opinions. <laughs> so I cannot wait to get him on next year. Uh, but yes, those are some of our, those were all of our guests this year and all of like the fun things that they brought to the podcast. And we can't thank our guests enough for coming out and spending time with us, but also bringing great films and, you know, letting us choose some of the films for them and just being able to have all these great experiences that we had this year. Yes. And I would, I'm really excited about bringing them on next year because mm-hmm. I, I want to see more people try and get to the most, you know, listened to guests, most minutes on mic. I want to see some, I want to see more wild into the takes. Hunger Games. A little bit. Well, I'll get them into a room and they'll fight to the death for our amusement. But yeah, um, also it's a thing where it's like so many of our guests brought great films or they brought great takes, great opinions. Mm-hmm. Even um, people who brought, who came onto movies that they didn't like. Like Yasmin did not like Blue Velvet. No. And it was one of the most, like, engaging episodes we did this year. It's our longest. She shit on that movie, which was wrong. She has wrong opinions. Uh, I don't know. I think she was pretty right. Wrong. Uh, we had people come in who didn't even really know how to feel about the movie. Um, Ariel came in on Crybaby, where she's like, I don't know why this movie you made me watch. It's like, okay. It's weird. Hey, uh, she didn't want to pick, so I picked for her. And then she came back with Onward, and she's like, yo, I'm going to show you a movie I like. But yes. It hit me in the feels. But yeah, so I cannot wait to get more of our guests in next year. Likewise. Um, But now we could get into some of the questions that have been posed to us, Uh, I guess, for the last week and a half when mm-hmm. we d- finally decided we we're going to do this. Yeah. Uh, so here's some questions. Is there an episode, theme, or movie you wish you could have done in the year 2023? I know my answer because we planned it out, but it fell through many, many times. Tell me your answer because I have no idea. The Justice League Snyder Cut. Because oh, we wa- that's right. Because we wanted to do that 
um, when the Flash movie yeah. came out. Because the Flash movie was supposed to be like, this is the end of the DCU and yeah. this is going to be it. And the Flash movie came out and we we thought it was good yeah. or it, we thought it was fine at least, but it had a very um, polarizing reaction. It bombed horribly. Yes, it did. And we were like, oh, in our heads, we're like, we're going to capitalize. We're going to do Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Dylan and Brandon want to come on so bad to talk about it and convert us to the... Snyder cut. They yeah. they were they they had notes ready to go, like four hour notes, and we could not, for the life of us, block out enough time to do it. Nor could we figure out any reasonable way to put it into our release schedule at all. Yeah, because I mean, the Flash was an episode that we did this year, but it was one of our film club at the movie episodes, so it was a like a thirty minute episode. Yes, so, and it was a preview, so we yeah, also a, didn't know if it was like that's the released version of the movie. Yeah, we had no idea that we were gonna make it into an advanced screening. So you know, if we had planned this, we would have had to have taken an entire month and dedicate it to the DC. So DCU. So yeah, I, I can see where that would be kind of a a letdown that we didn't get to do. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything. Would you like some lost episodes? Well, I, I know you're you're itching to get to the, the graveyard. Oh, yes. Because uh, I people know that, you know, we do a <laughs> weekly podcast. Sometimes episodes just get lost in, like, file transfers. Sometimes the mics aren't um, uh, picking up properly. Mm-hmm. We, we um, work in a, a shared studio space mm-hmm. with other podcasts that come in, come out. Sometimes people adjust their microphones for their podcast and they don't reset it when we come in. And sometimes we miss it. And so we've lost some episodes for audio recording reasons. We've also lost episodes for quality reasons. Yeah. And we've lost episodes before we <laughs> ever made them to screen. Uh, so off the top of my head, we have... Place Beyond the Pines, Sweeney Todd, Twin Peaks, Scorpion King, What We Do in the Shadows, Suspiria, Cinema Paradiso, Maltese Falcon, Team America, World Police, and Mandy. That is our cinematic graveyard. But like the great horror films, they can make a return. They can make a return. That hand might shoot out of the grave and, you know, out of the graveyard that film is. But is there any one of those that you wish we could have done this oh, year? Oh, yeah, a- absolutely. Um, Place Beyond the Pines, I wish we could have done that. Uh, Sweeney Todd, it was just, you know... Scheduling is a, is a Scheduling, bitch. you know, stuff happened, so... Uh, sus- but we never say never. Uh, Suspiria was an episode we recorded... Complete- entirely. Entirely. We had a finished version of it, uh, and at the end of it, I believe we said... That's not a good episode. And we uh, scrapped it and recorded Seven Samurai instead? I think so. I think we jumped onto that. That was a, yes. a, a monumental task. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Eh, Suspiria, like a 90-minute like vibe movie. Eh, let's throw that away. Let's watch a four-hour samurai epic. But yeah, Suspiria is one I wish we could have done. But that feels like a movie that we should do a double feature of with yeah. Mandy. Just like vibe movies that are visually interesting, mm-hmm. that eh, plots, you know, loose, you know, yeah. don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, so we also have another question here. Is there a movie or theme that you will never, ever do? I think it would have to be something, you know, like really bad, like offensive. like uh... I mean, like disturbing <laughs> cinema will never do anything yeah. like that. Um, but like there's like certain themes we'll not go back to that we've done before um hashtag camp movies 
<laughs> or yeah. summer, summer camp movies. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we love campy movies. But yeah, when we did, uh, I think that was like in our first full year. Yeah, where it had like heavyweights, Adam's Family values. I mean, it was movies that we love, but it just turned into a thing where it was just really hard to break those down and turn them into an entire episode yeah there's that's the thing um there's certain themes we probably won't return to like a lot of comedies are hard to talk about because you just want to kind of recite the bits yes that was the problem with uh mel brooks movies that we did this year young frankenstein blazing Mm -hmm. saddles because they turned into us talking about man this movie is so funny remember this part remember Mm -hmm. that part where yeah like we love those movies they're super funny but they're hard to really break down and kind of talk in a very like analytical way yeah so uh i wouldn't look at a mel brooks month anytime soon mostly because we talked about like a lot of his best movies already even though we love them oh yeah no i adore mel brooks but like a lot of like straight comedy months are shaky we would they would have to be like guest episodes who had like new takes on them yeah something that we could really you know pick apart the movie and we have Three or four minds working on versus R2. Yes. And any disturbing cinema, just not not going to happen. Yeah. You know, nothing offensive, nothing gross, nothing horrific. That, that's why you cut out Team America. Well, I mean, that was just at a bad time. <laughs> the, the world was at a shaky place when we recorded. I'm like, you know what? We don't need that on our... <laughs> you did, We didn't even record it. You were watching the movie. You got to the part where, um, what is it, when the, when the doll poops on the other doll and you're like, I'm not... No, Dean, we're not finishing this movie. This is not an episode anymore. I don't even think I made it there yet. You didn't make it that far? (laughs) I don't think I did. Oh, my God. (laughs) You you should actually finish watching Team America World Police. That movie is funny. It is offensive, but it is very funny. Uh, Maybe someday. Maybe. But on on that note, what is the worst movie that you saw this year? Because we've seen some, like, bad movies. We've seen some disappointing movies. I think The Flash ended up being a little disappointing, um there's also like renfield maybe that movie was pretty good but it's disappointing how like when it got released and everyone finally saw it it's disappointing about like how that turned out does it have to be something we recorded or just something that we watched this year i i have the worst movie we saw this year as the one we recorded but do you have one you watched this year i have one that i watched that we didn't record because i i was pretty content with the movies that we watched this year on Mm. the podcast Mm. so it's like i'm trying to you know dig around and feel like Man, was there like a bad one that we recorded? Oh, like... oh, I have the bad one we recorded. Go ahead. The Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Ooh, yeah, that was pretty bad. The the one that missed the franchise the most, the yeah. one that was the most disappointing, the one you wished was better than it actually was, the one where the effects aged the worst. But you know what I'm struggling is because the episode was actually good. The episode was super fun because we got to kind of trash on it and it reminded us why the first two worked so well. Why yeah. the Mummy Mummy Return works so well. Yeah, but I mean, we also were able to, you know, talk about production and talk about what could have been and what would have happened after uh, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. So the episode was a lot of fun. It was just... <laughs> that movie through, was not. Getting through the movie was a rough experience. Uh, but do you have... like? I guess if you're content with all the episodes, what's the worst movie you... I saw this year? Yeah, what's the worst movie you saw this year? Do you have one apart from... Uh, Oh, yeah, because, again, I, I've told everyone a lot. I've watched a movie every day for the entire year of 2023. Yeah. It was a bitch and a half. <laughs> um, but I got a few, like, on my letterbox are, like, one stars. Like, that should be zero stars, mm-hmm. but letterbox won't let me do that. 
Uh, but yeah, I have a few bad ones. But what, what's your bad one? Mine was, I, I think the title's right. Hopefully it's right. But it's uh, The Haunting of the HMS Queen Mary. <laughs> the Haunting of the Queen Mary. Yes, I watched it on Hulu because it was there, a free movie. And yeah, it was just bad. I mean, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> You you look like you're about to cry. Because I love the Queen Mary so much, and it was exciting because they actually filmed it on the ship, and this was during the pandemic. So oh, like, so it's like empty, empty. Empty. And I'm like, this is the perfect time to do a, a ghost story film on the Queen Mary, and it was just like, there were so many possibilities, so many different ways you could have taken this. Was it like just super generic? Was it like just not well acted? Was it like a found footage, like junkie movie? It's just bad, man. It's just bad, man. It's just bad, man. You're like, I can't articulate how bad this movie <laughs> you, was. You need to watch it so you could just be like, so of all the history, of all the things that have happened on this ship, this is the way we're going to take it? Jesus. Oh, God. But what about you? What was one of the worst ones you um, watched in your 365 uh, Iron Man? <laughs> my Iron Man film watching uh, reviews. Um, I would say, okay, so there's like three or four that I know that are just gothful, like fucking mm. awful movies. Like um, Hellraiser <laughs> yeah. Revelations, I think. I if That movie, yeah, Hellraiser Revelations, that is probably legitimately the worst horror sequel ever made um it is ugly all the acting is pretty bad it's the one that doug bradley refused to come back to pinhead refused to return to hellraiser it's pretty bad man it's pretty bad and they cast a different guy who's trying his level best but he's just not fucking doug bradley and that that movie is offensive how long did it take you to finish all the hellraiser movies i watched one i watched actually no because i watched like the first three or four in a day so it took me like a week to watch all of them uh because I, I had a week off of work for like my birthday or whatever and i'm like i'm gonna watch hellraiser fuck it i've always wanted to watch like a whole movie like the whole horror franchise and it it ties in with like going into halloween i usually watch like a horror franchise every year i did like friday the 13th i did halloween mm-hmm. i did uh I, no i still need to do nightmare on elm street nightmare on elm street is gonna be my 2024 but hellraiser gets so awful the longer it goes on that movie is the worst i think it i think it's like the legitimately worst movie that tried to have a plot i've seen all year i've seen movies that don't have plots that are awful wavelength is just terrible that movie's just boring as sin but it wasn't offensive zardos has a plot it's insane but at least it's trying and sean connery is doing something in there, but yeah, Hellraiser Redemption or Hellraiser Revelation is probably the worst movie I've seen all year. Uh, but what is your favorite event you've uh, gone to oh. this year to try and make everybody feel better? Yeah, because I mean, we did. I mean, we didn't go to as many events, but we still did some fun things this year. Well, we did a lot more like sneak previews for movies. We yeah. did a lot more. Um, convention well we didn't do more conventions we did a lot more sneak previews we did more premieres we did more things related to going to the theater yeah i mean we went to not scary farm that was fun we got to go with the best friends of the podcast 
Uh, we got uh, to do uh, Barbenheimer. That was fun. We did do Barbenheimer. Um, that was actually on my list, seeing Oppenheimer at the Chinese theater. That was our first time ever being there, seeing it on the massive screen. Hearing the projector and the echo in the <laughs> yeah. back of the theater, and you're like, oh, I'm in an old building. Ooh, damn. Uh, Barbie, yes. Barbie was a whole era. Barbie that- changed your life. Barbie changed my life, yeah. I'm a different person now. It's weird. Uh, you wear a lot more pink now. I don't, but in my heart I do. Oh yeah, I mean, in terms, also we did the red carpet premiere for, for Dungeons and Dragons for that was our, our anniversary. Yeah, that was actually. my anniversary gift to you. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that was a red carpet premiere for Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. That one was super fun. Um, our anniversary at Warner Brothers, where we got to walk the back lot. We did. We got to walk the back lot of Warner Brothers. Uh, we did some conventions. We got to meet uh, Sam Raimi and Elvira at Santa Monica Palooza. Yeah, that that was something. I mean, we do uh, Midsummer Scream. That that's become kind of our tradition. We mm. do that yearly. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't do season screaming this year. So, uh, yeah, I think Monster Palooza was at least my number one. Yeah, our son of Monster Palooza is definitely my the number one. Son of Monster Palooza, yeah. Yeah, because meeting Sam Raimi was like the coolest experience well, I mean, ever. You met Sam and Ted, and uh, both the women of uh, the Evil Dead. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, that one was like super fun. He was like the nicest human being I've ever met. Yeah. Uh, he signed all my stuff. He talked to me for like 15 minutes about like making movies and about how it's like, hey, you make movies, you do podcast, ah, you can keep it up, all this other stuff. He was and, super cool. And the fact that you kind of technically worked together with him on uh, Doctor Strange. Yes, uh, I did. I built the gates that are on the Sancta Sanctorum in Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness. So when you see those, I cut those and somebody else put them onto the set, but I made those gates. Um, but yeah, that was like really, really cool. But we went to a lot of cool events, a lot of cool premieres. We went to the movies a lot this year. We did. Uh, we went to see like, God, I'll, we went to see a bunch of stuff. We, we lived at the Frida. We did. This is This question is basically a good way to plug our Instagram because though we talk about movies every week on this podcast, 90% of the stuff that we do is not talked about on the podcast. Go, yeah. You should follow us on Instagram or social media. Because we do a lot of events, a lot of signings. There's always like more pictures, more info, more stories. Yeah, you know, more into who we are. You know, us freaking out about meeting Elvira and Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a monumental moment. Very. Uh, but let's see. We've been in here for a good minute. So let's get to the last question I have here. What are your goals for next year? podcast wise right podcast wise all right because i don't like to set you know new year's resolutions or anything i know you set one for yourself and you did it yeah watch a movie every day for the year of 2023 will i do it again next year fuck no (laughs) oh my god this was a massive pain in the ass and i feel i've wasted a lot of my life on this hell the hellraiser movies fall off dramatically after the fourth one guys i don't think you understand how much life i lost watching hellraiser in zardos zardos was was a waste of time um but yeah no there's some goals for next year for the podcast yeah i I think my number one goal is and it's probably going to be one of yours definitely more guests on the podcast more guest episodes more mic time for our guest a lot um a lot more just like um different perspectives yeah i mean we started off this year with the concept of we're gonna do more guest episodes and let's see where it takes us let's see 
how we do with this. And it ended up where almost like a third of our episodes were guest episodes. Oh, yeah. It turned into a thing where, you know, I love recording with you. I love talking to you because this is very much who we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're listening to us right now, this is very much a conversation that we could just be having in the car, over lunch, over dinner. We talk about movies constantly. Our relationship is built on movies. So this is who we are, but it was so great to kind of open that door and see, you know, hey, this podcast is a lot better with more people in it. It's like, I, I love, you know, our guests, our friends that have come on and just made this podcast better than what we started with oh yeah and that goes into a lot of how we're structuring next year mm-hmm. um so we are not going to be a weekly podcast for next year we'll be almost a weekly almost pod- almost uh so yeah uh, basically having to record and edit these so close together it is a massive massive pain it's a task it is a yeah it's a task and it's a lot of work so we're going to structure our release schedule a little differently next year to one to allow us more time to schedule people to get more guests onto the episodes and also to to give us a break people <laughs> there we've done over a hundred and fifty episodes now. I know we've done over 100 episodes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we are... Yeah, we're over like 180. We're Yeah, we're closing in on 200 episodes. There, You guys have a lot of back catalog to look at. Even if you don't look at our first year, which is super rough. You have a lot of episodes to listen to. So we're just going to like, you know, give a little breathing room so we can record instead of like... 80 episodes of 2023 maybe like a good like 62 or like a 2024 good good 2024 like a good 50 something but yeah so that's like why uh, that's gonna be next year is a lot more guests and our release schedule is gonna reflect that yeah um but yeah i would i'm looking uh very much forward to next year oh me too and i mean my apart from us having more guests i'm excited to just go on more adventures next year Oh, yeah. More premieres, hopefully. Yeah, more events. Now that uh, the strike is over, premieres are back. So it's like I loved for us to get back into going to premieres. And then that'll be on our Instagram where you guys can see us, hopefully on the red carpet. Um, just oh. kind of having that experience of seeing it with, you know, a good audience. Because, I mean, we got to go see Dungeons and Dragons. And that was a great experience because everyone was so hyped and excited we also had so many tickets for premieres and then the strike happened and it's like, yeah, oh shit. Because a lot of premieres just got canceled. They did. I mean, that's part of, you know, the rules of this game. So I had really wish that we'd gotten into uh, the Barbie premiere. I tried and I tried and I just couldn't get those tickets. I know. It's the same with Oppenheimer. Oh yeah. But yeah, next year is going to be a lot of fun. And I guess before we close out you want to give anyone a sneak preview of some of the things we're doing next year yeah i mean every year we try to you know change the game change the formula a little bit we always try and do different themes different episodes yeah this way it doesn't become you know too routine so to start off next year 2024 we're going to be talking about silent films yes we've only done this once uh, twice because Canada Dr. Caligari. Oh, that's right. Caligari. Also, Canada Dr. Caligari, low key, one of our worst episodes. I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, it was all right. See, that's the thing. It was like all right. But yeah. the the problem is Canada Dr. Caligari is a more like historically interesting and yeah. relevant movie than it is very entertaining. I like Canada Dr. Caligari, but it's not 
It's not it's not fucking Lawrence of Arabia, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to kick off next year with silent films. We're going to focus on some of the greatest silent films of all time and just kind of talking about how these movies and how these pioneers have gotten us to where we are today. Yes, uh, we are going to also try and have some guests on those episodes, um, but we're also going to try and do more directors next year. We're going to do some more actors. I know one director we have locked in because, God damn it, I insisted on it. Yes. Because one of our guests said, please, God, please let me be on this so I can talk longer than the movie itself, and yeah. that's going to be Stanley Kubrick month. So, yes, me and you have your homework cut out for you. You got to talk longer than Thomas next year. Good luck to you. May may your um, what what is it in Hunger Games? It's like you know. May, may, may the odds ever be in your favor. May the odds forever be in your favor. But I, yeah. I think that was the whistle. I don't remember. It's been a long time since I watched Hunger Games. But yeah, so uh, Kubrick month is locked in. We're definitely uh, doing silent films. We're doing silent films. Uh, one month that we're both excited. Our guests that we've talked about bringing on for this month are excited. Hollywood epics. Yes, yes, because we like. I like I love long movies. Oh, I, I know. I love like three, four hour long movies, just like real hefty films. I know you like scope. You like big movies. Yes. But our guest fucking adores epics. We're gonna we he wants to come on talk about basically his favorite films ever made because yeah. they're all over four hours long and yeah. most of them are based on the Bible. But yeah, Epics Month is a big one. We're looking forward to. Um, we're gonna. I think we're still working on if we're gonna bring back Animation Month. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun. Um, started as Anime Month, and you know, it got me into Studio Ghibli movies, different forms of anime. Uh, Perfect Blue, which I really loved. I, uh, we want. I want to go back and do some more Satoshi Kon uh, so, soon. So that's why it's like I, you know, animations. It's still there. It's floating. We're still working on our schedule, but those are some of the uh, themes and directors that we're thinking of bringing on to next year. Hopefully each one will have at least two or three guests on each episode or on for each month. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what we're looking forward to for next year. And I think, you know, before we close it out, we have to thank you guys for being there and listening to us on a weekly basis, a monthly basis, whether you just found us or you've been with us since the beginning, we thank you. Yes, we like to thank every single listener who makes us want to come into the studio. We probably still record even if you weren't listening, but man, you really make this less sad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you every single person subscribing to us on YouTube who comes back to Spotify and follows us. Uh, everyone who follows us on Instagram. Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Man, we're really sliding into the ending <laughs> salvo. But yes, thank every single one of you for listening to us. And thank you. And thank you. For editing our episodes, researching, being the mic piece. <laughs> the mic piece, I see. <laughs> well, thank you for running all of our social media. Thank you for running literally all of our scheduling, booking every studio um, space we go to, and booking all of our guests. Well, 2023 is in the can. And now we look forward to 2024. And with that, we'll see you next year at the film club. Have a good year, everybody. Bye.